0: Welcome to the very first episode of Hurwitz's House of Horror. I'm your host, Steve Hurwitz, and with me today is my good friend, Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? I'm doing good. Excellent. Well, the idea of this podcast is that I, as a a fan and a lover of horror movies and all things horror, convince one of my friends or somebody that I know to watch a movie they otherwise probably never would uh, in the horror genre and kind of get their their opinion of it. I want to see what they think, you know, from someone who doesn't like horror to me who does. For this very first episode, I convinced Jeff to watch the movie Friday the 13th, which is a very classic summer slasher horror film. Uh, Before we dive into that, Jeff, I want to ask you a few questions. Alrighty. So uh, do you have any like what's your first memory of kind of a horror movie or something kind of horror related that you first saw?
1: Ooh, um, that's a good question. Uh, I grew up in a house where horror wasn't like accepted. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, I, I was given toys where the little weapons would be pulled out of them and then they'd re-glue the package. So horror wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't passed down. So first horror, um, man, probably The Exorcist, probably The Exorcist, and it was at a slumber party. Really? Tell me about that or what you remember. Um, I remember being, we were in, we were staying, it was my friend Justin's house, we were in, this like patio patio room. So all the walls were glass. It was like right next to his pool and all the 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 like um, blinds were pulled open. So it was just darkness. You could see just your reflection. Um, And we put on the exorcist. And even before the movie started, I was terrified. um, And I was the only one, I think they were all kind of like, whoa, scary. But they'd seen scary movies. And I was legitimately like, this is such a bad idea. I need to get (laughs) out of here. Um, and then we put it on, and it was terrifying. And mm-hmm. I was f- probably the scariest I'd been up until that point in my life. Oh, and wow. his dad, I remember, came around the outside of the the glass um, like room that we we're in, yeah. And he just like slammed up against the side of the
0: glass and ah. scared the shit out of everybody. But it's It was like, fun. It's a classic dad move, right? Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. Wow, well, that's so exciting. Definitely. Like I, I know you have become a lot more accepting of horror. Like mm-hmm. when I first met you, uh, I, I. think I told you I was into horror stuff and you're like it's never been my my big thing Mm -hmm. but I remember early on we saw Piranha 3D in theaters oh yeah yeah and that was I think one of the first horror things I kind of watched with you and you're like oh man that was fun Mm
2: -hmm. and you
0: and you you enjoyed that and I was like cool I feel kind of more open to showing you more kind of gore related horror movies because you know as a as a big fan of horror I have shown some people some horror movies, and they have been just like, don't ever put that on again. I'm <laughs> like, good good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that was my first kind of horror movie experience with you. Yeah, I feel like um,
1: the fact that it was goofy. Yeah. That you could, like, laugh. That was my, like, when I started liking it, was realizing that it could be really funny. Mm-hmm. So, like... Yeah, you know, Piranha. It's almost like a comedy, but it's scary at the same time. I don't know. It, it ended up being really fun, I thought.
2: I
0: guess it's more of a kind of a gore movie than a scary movie, which I some mean, of them kind of scary. Compare to. Yeah, like the, uh, I'm pretty sure there was a character who got his dick torn off by yeah. Piranha.
1: Yeah, and it was floating. It was like floating through the water in one scene or yeah. something. It like zoomed in on it. And
0: uh, if that's not horror, I don't know what is. That's right. Yeah, scary. Disembodied penis. Just... Come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And just as a spoiler warning for anyone who has not seen Friday the 13th Part 1, uh, yeah, there's going to be spoilers. We're going to be talking about the movie, things we liked, didn't liked, and spoilers. So look out. <laughs> Jeff, yes. what do you think the story was about?
1: Ooh, um, the story was about um, th- thoughtless camp counselors and and them getting what they deserved. Um, <laughs> it was about uh, there. There's a how any spo- where spoilers are fine, right? Oh, we can so, just
0: jump in wherever you want.
1: Okay, cool. So overall, it was about like a mom who who thought her kid died at the hands of a bunch of stupid, uh, um, irresponsible teenagers who were uh, busy kissing and touching. And so she was out for her revenge and obviously very crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's, that's probably pretty, pretty spot on right there. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, did you like this movie? First of all,
1: um, if this is a yes or no answer, I'm going to say yes.
0: Cool. That's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a little more complicated.
0: Right now, I'm just going for the yes. But, or yeah, no.
1: I'm going to go with a yes.
0: And thumbs up. was this your first time seeing Friday the 13th part one? Or have you seen this before?
1: Yes. There was a couple times where I thought I had seen it and then I realized I was very wrong and I'd never seen this before.
0: So this movie begins, uh, believe it or not, in 1958. Did you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. No,
2: well, so
1: yeah. So they. So it's a period because it was made in 1980 or ah. you know
0: 79 or something. Well, here's the thing. So those first two counselors that are murdered. Mm-hmm. You know those uh, those killings took place in 1958, and right before the uh, the title comes on the screen, you know the big Friday the 13th logo that smashes through glass. Oh, so exciting! Right out of the screen <laughs> into our hearts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to a bunch of people at a camp and we're soon shown two camp counselors sneaking off and going to make love. Oh, that's right. Yeah. As they start to do their thing, get canoodling, the camera goes into that first person type deal and it starts to follow like up the stairs mm-hmm. and it soon shows them being murdered. After that, we are introduced to the nineteen or the nineteen eighty present day mm-hmm. time. In this time, a girl shows up named Annie and she's asking about Camp Crystal Lake. She comes across the locals there and they all kind of freak out. They all stop what they're doing, look at her, and they call it Camp Blood. That's weird, right?
1: Yeah, I Don't understand why anyone would go to this camp.
0: Well, it was shut down. Uh, You do learn Mm -hmm. that it's called Camp Blood because two counselors were murdered and that a young boy drowned the year before. Right. So the two camp counselors were murdered in 58. The boy drowned in 57. And I guess that is why it was closed down.
1: And I guess it's long enough ago that it's not. Like if it was last year, maybe don't. Yeah. Maybe don't go work at that camp. But the fact that it was like 30 years ago, it's more of like an urban legend. Even I mean, or not. It's not. It happened, but it was a long time ago.
0: Yeah. And it certainly frightened the townsfolk. Yeah. Enough where they're like, hey, don't don't go there. Yeah, everybody. But it's also kind of weird that there's the one gentleman who gives Annie a ride, you know, close by. Remember, she's like, can anyone tell me how to get there? Oh, it's 20 miles away. Can I get a ride? Yeah, sure. Of course, I'd love to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's also really mean. Yeah. He he was like aggressively mean. He's like, you're dumb. Yeah. You kids, you're don't do that. You dumb idiots. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, grandpa. Okay, can I have a ride? Yeah. You know who else you meet? A fan favorite character. Crazy Ralph. Remember him? He was the guy on the bike. (laughs) I'm
1: quickly realizing I don't know anyone's names. Oh, Ralph, (laughs) Ralph. I referred to him as Uh i don't know if this is like a if this term is i don't know i call him the hobo okay which i know is not like a correct term for you know unhoused people but Mm -hmm. like he had the little hat with the frayed tips and he almost looked like a clown to me
0: he did yeah yeah and the way he spoke doom yeah i'm gonna there's something's gonna get you don't (laughs) go to the camp yeah and you know if they had listened to him maybe they'd be alive I wouldn't call him crazy, Ralph. I'd call him truthful, Ralph. Right. Yeah. I'd call him wise, Ralph. He was just trying to save their lives. Yeah. Don't judge a book by the cover. I knew
1: from the beginning, mm-hmm. in my notes, I wrote, uh, Ralph's a good guy. And I can tell he yeah. has a clean spirit.
0: He does. He may not have smelled like it. No. Yeah. He was a dirty man. with was a clean spirit. Did you know he had a wife? Wait, what? Yeah. How do you know he has a wife? Well, they reference it later on. Oh, Like later okay. on in the movie. Uh, there's a cop, he's talking to one of the characters, and he's like, yeah, we took Ralph in, and uh, his wife was worried about him. And for whatever reason, that caught my attention. I was like, he has a wife? Good for you, Ralph.
1: I think I might have been distracted during that scene because I seem to remember the cop dropping the N-word, which really threw me off. Whoa, I don't remember that happening. Uh, He he was. We're (laughs) talking about the same cop.
0: We might not be, because there is two scenes that cops show up. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the one who's like, there's the first scene, or there's the yeah. There's the first scene where the cop shows up, where he's on a motorcycle, and he pulls up to the camp, mm-hmm. and there's one of the kids. I think his name is Ned. Ned, and he's wearing like you know, yeah, he's doing all the jokey stuff, and this cop, oh, he knows his stuff because he's like, you kids better not be smoking any any grass. And one of the characters is, says, "We ain't we ain't, we don't smoke anything up here." And the cop like names all the slang terms for, mm-hmm. for weed. He's like, you know the jazz cigarette the kush he's a very hip guy
1: <laughs> see that's the officer i was talking about really? i may have misheard him <laughs> but i could have sworn he said something he was like yeah smoking the grass and something something and he was like kind of like moving into a character and i think he he like dropped the n-word at the end trying to be like i'm a cool guy but it was a a <laughs> white cop i don't know if that's maybe he was just using another slang term
0: and it just sounded it might have sounded like that. I had the subtitles totally on. Know, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Distracted you for a second. All there. right. Well, then he will, you know, allegedly, mm-hmm. we'll let him allegedly. for now. Uh, fun fact about that cop, too. The one that shows up at the camp. He the screenwriter. Uh, what was the screenwriter's name? The screenwriter. You got me. Uh, Victor Miller. Hey. Yeah. He originally did not want that scene with the cop showing up uh, because Miller wanted to give the camp kind of a a a rural, rural feel, Mm -hmm. uh, and isolated, and he wanted to make it feel like these camp counselors they had no way of getting help out to them, you know, once the murders started and all that. But for whatever reason, I think there was a rewrite, Mm -hmm. and they put the cop, they put the cop in the script. There,
1: I almost feel like the kind of knowing their it's rural, but also it's almost like help is so close, but so far away. I Mm. almost like that better. I like that. That's a good way. I never thought about it like that. You know, it's like, Oh, the cop was just there. Yeah. And then all these murders and
0: you know, what are they going to do? They just let it happen. Yep. So going back to the beginning of the movie, Mm -hmm. Annie gets dropped off about 10 miles from the camp and we're introduced to all of our main characters who I honestly have seen this movie a bunch of times. I Really couldn't have told you their names until watching it this time. <laughs> kind of taking some notes, so uh, we're introduced to Steve Christie, the head camp counselor. He had glasses and kind of frizzy hair.
1: Yeah, I got, I've got some things to say about Steve. Oh,
0: continue. What do you What do you got to say about Steve?
1: Just bad vibes oh. right off the bat.
0: Kind of creepy, right?
1: So just totally creepy. Yeah, shirtless. Uh huh. He oh, he's when like he first hitting. showed up.
0: Remember he's wearing those short shorts. No shirt. Exactly. Like,
1: he's chopping wood. He's chopping wood. He's like hitting on his employees, I yeah. think, or whoever that girl is. And then Alice, right? The,
2: the yes, final Alice. girl.
1: That's right. Yeah. I didn't make that connection until just now. But yeah, the final girl. And and then later on, he's like, oh, have to get back to the babes in the woods or whatever. And I get he's saying like that's a term or whatever. But he's like, in all. I'll in all ways of the meaning or whatever it's just like oh, you're creepy yeah he's just a creepy dude I, I was definitely like,
0: got that vibe too I
1: straight up thought he was the killer through the whole thing but really? we'll hey, circle back to that
0: twist yeah. there huh yeah yeah alright well once we meet Steve we're also introduced to Marcy we're introduced to Kevin Bacon who I actually kind of don't know his character's name because I just see him as Kevin Bacon I called him Kevin Bacon too yeah.
1: I did not know Kevin Bacon was in this
0: really yeah that totally threw me oh that's awesome through a loop yeah, this was it wasn't his like first feature debut, but this was very early on in his career.
1: I uh, you know, spoiler, <laughs> uh, I because it was Kevin Bacon, I was like, well, he's going to make it to the end. So that helped kind of retroactively because of his early demise.
0: He was one of those things you just went,
1: "Oh, okay." Yeah, that's that that was a whole thing.
0: Yeah. When he died. So, uh on top of that, we're introduced to Ned Ned is kind of a dick.
1: Yeah, he's very annoying. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so with that, you know, we got to meet Steve and Alice too, or all of all of them all showed up around the same scene, and then we also met Bill and Brenda. Who is Brenda? She was the one who Ned shot an arrow past. Oh uh,
1: yes. Right, and she was rightfully very angry about yeah. almost being hit
0: with an arrow. Like, I remember that now. Okay, it's like don't don't shoot arrows at people you don't know. At least I don't yeah. think they knew each other. I think this was their first time meeting. He was flirting. Yeah, I also could have shot her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so this is also around the first time where we're introduced to the uh, the point of view killer.
1: Oh, is yeah. that how the killers referred to?
0: Well, kind of in
1: it's, in you know
0: in all of the all of the shots where the killer was in up until the very end, mm-hmm. they were all just you know the first person you were seeing what they were seeing. Fun fact about the point of view killer was that there was not a lot of music in this movie. There was like the very start. I think there were little bits spread up between, mm-hmm. but most of it was when the killer was on screen. It would do like the.
1: Oh, love that! Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Shh, shh,
0: shh. Ah. Just like that theme as we go. So iconic.
1: Yeah, I, I would do that. I do that. No, I wouldn't say all the time, but I've done that a bunch of times, not realizing even what I was referencing.
0: Nice. So this is when our, I guess our first kill of the counselors happen. The scene starts with a Jeep driving by to pick up Annie, the, mm-hmm. uh, the cook that was first introduced when she was coming into town. Uh, she gets in the Jeep and she's like, thanks for the ride. Then the Jeep goes past where she was supposed to be dropped off. Annie is, of course, freaked out. And mm-hmm. she jumps straight out of that car. Good for her, right? Yeah, good like She jumps like a flip right out. Just so brave. Yeah. Uh, runs through the woods for a little bit. You know, she's injured. And unfortunately, she meets her demise by the mysterious killer.
1: See, I remember as this was happening, thinking... Um, or right around this point in the movie, I actually know it's about 22 minutes into the movie because I paused it and I was thinking that it was going to be the very beginning. Cause you know, it just felt early on. I was like, man, there's already 20 minutes in and I didn't feel like it was scary at this point. Mm-hmm. Like even during the killing, I was kind of like, that's fine. I don't know. Cause I just didn't know anything about this person. It just felt kind of like, eh, but I didn't realize what was, you know, to come. Mm -hmm. But, um, I remember seeing her in something like, I don't know if it was a poster or what, but I thought she was going to be a main character. So that was also surprising when she like just got murdered in the woods in the very beginning.
0: I think it was because she was the first character introduced. And in a lot of movies, you know, it's like, here's, here's the main character we're supposed to be rooting for. Right. And the next thing, you know, not flying out of a car and getting stabbed. (laughs) I believe she had her throat slit. Yes, she did. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to say all of the practical effects in this were very good. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Tom Savini, who has done practical effects for a lot of horror movies. That have been fantastic.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm always a big fan of practical effects.
0: As the movie progresses, we're shown the camp counselors kind of getting together and doing camp counselor things, setting up the camp that's supposed to be ready in about two weeks. I, mm-hmm. uh, I like that it showed them, as like it showed friendship it showed them all getting along it showed them having a good time and then it showed ned being a dick again by pretending he was drowning and then getting a girl to give him mouth-to-mouth and everyone was angry at him
1: yeah i was i don't know if that came before or after the famous um similar scene in another movie i think it's the sandlot where he there the kid pretends to drown Mm. to kiss the the you know lifeguard Mm -hmm. but um as soon as he started kind of quote unquote drowning i was like oh he's he's the type of guy who's gonna try and like sneak one in because he's shooting arrows at girls and making weird comments he he wasn't on my (laughs) he wasn't on my list of favorite characters
0: no no not really yeah he sucks i like that besides ned and steve for being a creep most of the characters were fairly likable yeah, yeah, I like the rest of the people. Yeah, I like that this movie didn't kind of make you go out of your way to hate these characters, so mm-hmm. when they died, you were like, nice. It was kind of like that shock factor of, oh, man, mm-hmm. I related to you. Yeah. Because I was once Kevin Bacon, too.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We were all once Kevin Bacon.
0: Yep. Yeah. Here, So here's another scene that I really liked. Um, the cop shows up, and he's looking for Ralph. This is going back to what we were just talking about. And the kids are like, we haven't seen him. And the cop leaves. I think it's Annie goes into the pantry to start cooking some food. And she opens up the closet door, the pantry door. And crazy Ralph is just hanging out in there. Oh, right. He's like, oh, I'm back. Look out. (laughs) It's Friday the 13th. It's spooky. Bad things are happening here. They're going to happen. See, again, trying to help. He's
1: always on the right. Something weird about that pantry, too. I don't remember before or after, but she opens the pantry and I just got the worst feeling from it
0: as you should because crazy Ralph was in that pantry yeah
1: but it was it was I think it was before that and she just opened it and it just gave me the creeps and I couldn't explain it (laughs) I was just like something is so creepy about that pantry and then well that's good
0: setup and then Ralph and then you know other things uh he also was shown riding away on his bicycle for like a really long time that made me laugh a a whole lot (laughs) because you know he gets on his bike to go away from the camp and he starts riding. I'm like, there he goes. And the camera goes back to Annie watching him. And then it just goes back to Ralph. And he's just going down this path. <laughs> and he's just still biking. He looks back. I wonder why. I they, wonder why. They really wanted you to feel like you were watching him leave. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Really wanted to give Ralph a, a fair goodbye. Just a long, long shot of Ralph leaving. That was weird. So I don't know. If it was intentional, I'm sure it was intentional, but um, it seemed like there were a few things. There are a few different characters that they were trying to kind of hint at being the killer, mm-hmm. especially because I forgot once it got towards the end. I remembered the story and who the killer was, but through most of the movie, I totally forgot, which was fun because like it seemed like they were trying to hint at Ralph being the killer. Mm hmm. F- obviously through a lot of it and like the fact that he was missing so it kind of he doesn't have an alibi so he could have been killing the kids and then also um, more subtle things because i was convinced convinced steve was the killer just because he had such bad vibes Mm -hmm. and also the fact that he left before this all started and was just mia and and then kids started dying sure And and he just would be the guy. And he was also axing stuff when we first saw him. It's like, he's a killer. (laughs) And then and then we see later, we see the car he's driving. And lo and behold, he's driving a Jeep, which if you remember, the first killing was, you know, Jeep guy. Jeep was uh,
0: Annie jumping out or being picked up by a Jeep
1: was Annie being picked up by a Jeep
0: and the murder and then it not stopping. Yeah. And then,
1: and then, and then, yeah, the murder slitting her throat in the woods.
0: And I was like, that's such a Steve move. <laughs> Steve, I'm only going to wear short shorts while chopping a tree. Yeah. Counselor. He
1: likes to do that when the campers arrive so he can
0: like literally flex. <laughs>
1: just be like, oh yeah.
0: I'm imagining he was in the, uh, in the cabin, just kind of waiting, looking out <laughs> the window. And he sees the car with Marcy, Kevin Bacon and Ned show up or either something like come down the road. He's yeah. like, oh, fuck. And he just tears his shirt off and just runs outside. Yep. And he just pretends to be hit. And he's like Whoo. his pre chopped wood. Yeah. He's like, ho oh, oh, ho! I've had the set.
2: <sighs> uh,
0: <laughs> welcome to camp. How cool do I look? ladies? Yeah. And Kevin Bacon and Kevin Bacon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I seriously have never thought about the, the Jeep with Steve and then the Jeep that the killer was driving. That's that's really cool.
1: I was convinced. I was so proud of myself thinking I found this little like. Oh, my God, I solved it. It's 100. I was fully convinced that it was Steve.
0: Yeah. Until it wasn't. Well, I guess that's, uh, that's the filmmaker getting you there. so they get you. Oof. Well, let's see. So next up is a scene that kind of really stood out to me when Kevin Bacon is walking around with Marcy. It's right before a thunderstorm happens. And Marcy starts telling Kevin Bacon that she's scared of thunderstorms. Because she would have these dreams about the rain turning into blood. Ah, uh, yes.
1: That was weird. <laughs> um, she really doesn't, weird. Like,
0: really doesn't like rain, huh? Yeah,
1: this was the this was around the time I started to suspect everybody. Because uh-huh. she started talking about, um, you know, blood rain. And I was like, well, she's the killer now. Mm-hmm. Now I've decided that she's for sure the killer. Uh. Just everyone, they were like likable, but also had this
0: like weird undertone of
1: creepiness. Except for Kevin Bacon. He was just a golden boy
0: just doing his Kevin Bacon things he was like one day people will say I'm six degrees away from everybody that's right one day
1: they're gonna say I can't dance and I'm gonna dance
0: he'll do it Mm -hmm. Uh, fun fact about that scene is that that was the monologue that the actors had to audition for I think the Marcy role they all had to Mm -hmm. give that monologue to see can you do it because it felt very monologue to me and I looked it up Mm -hmm. and it certainly was
1: did was it do you happen to know if any of the other, if anyone else auditioned for Marcy? Marcy? Yeah.
0: I'm, I know, f- well, I'm pretty sure that the actor who played Alice mm-hmm. tried out for Marcy. I think she tried okay. out for most of the other roles and then she ended up being cast as the main, the main, final which girl. good job for yeah. her. Much better role. Oh, I, I gotta say, she was really good. The, mm-hmm. I, I should know her name.
1: Yeah, you should. Wow. She was good though. I remember there's a scene towards the end that like halfway through, I realized it was all one shot.
0: Which scene was that?
1: She was, uh, it was really close to the end where she's, um, the killers after her and we know who the killer is. Mm-hmm. And she barricade, she tried trying, She's trying to barricade herself in the can One of the buildings. I don't know. I was really bad at recognizing what, Oh, sweat. is that and when she ties she, the rope around the doorknob and, and starts she's piling putting stuff things against the door. And it seemed like unless I glanced away or something, it was all one continuous shot for mm-hmm. like a long time. And she was like believable through the whole thing.
0: That's that was one scene I for sure also agree with you on. Yeah, that her was being intense. Just very like good for you. You're barricading yourself in. You're tying that door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, her name is Adrian King. Adrian King. She okay. for sure put on a great show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was very good.
1: She was, I would say, of all the characters, excluding Kevin Bacon, of course. was the most likable. character. Oh, definitely. So it totally works that that's what I was worried early on. Cause you know, not to sound, I did just did not care about the first girl getting <laughs> killed. It was like, okay, cool. You know, and I'm going to watch a movie were a bunch of campers. I don't care about Get killed. Yeah. But then like you're saying, it shows them being friends and stuff. And then slowly it dwindles down to like, oh man, now I want this one person to live.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I really like the scene where it, There, you know, Steve has already gone into town. He's kind of left the camp. Kevin Bacon and Marcy go off to do their thing. Ned has wandered off into a cabin because he hears some weird noises. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be Bill, Brenda, and Alice, and they're all hanging out and they decide to play Strip Monopoly. Right.
1: Yeah, that was um, unexpected. Also, I don't know. That one girl just seemed so she really wanted to play Strip Monopoly. Brenda. Yeah, she was like convincing them we are gonna play Strip
0: Monopoly. Yeah, kinda like she's done this before a whole lot. Right. She's like a Strip Monopoly shark. She definitely invented Strip Monopoly. I I believe so. I was yeah, cur- I didn't know where they
1: were going with that um scene. And also like how um they start with the boots, which are with the shoes. I usually I feel you know. You start with something more exciting. I don't know. It just seemed weird to me that it was like, uh-oh, I lost a
0: shoe. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, I guess it kind of makes the game go on a that's bit true. longer. Yeah, and It's a bit more like, naked. uh-oh, you got no shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially for someone like me who hates feet. And that's yeah. torture.
1: Yeah, it's that's more of a scary game for you.
0: Yeah, no. I don't want to start with, with the shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get rid of them. Or no, no, keep them on. Keep them on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so while those three are playing Strip Monopoly, we flash to kevin bacon and marcy and they run off into their cabin and they start Mm. making love i was not expecting that
1: really i don't know why because clearly it's r Mm -hmm. but i i was kind of just waiting for like the kissing and then it's them under the covers and then it cuts to them talking or something and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden they're naked and there are nipples and butts and it oh, was you like, see Kevin Bacon's butt heck? just like right there yeah I was not ready to see Kevin Bacon's butt
0: good for you Kevin Bacon
1: there's also a part after where there you know in movies or shows where you know they're not allowed to show nudity so the girl like conveniently is laying with the the sheet covering up or like the guy like in this one Kevin Bacon's hand was weirdly it was, it was weirdly- awkwardly cupping her boob yeah (laughs) and my first thought was well clearly for nudity reasons so Mm -hmm. that way it's a way to avoid nudity and he's just not doing it in a way that's very natural because it was like this weird hook
0: it was super awkward
1: like I don't I honestly don't even know if I know what they were talking about because I was just staring at his hand (laughs) like bent so weird and and I thought oh the nudity thing and then she leans forward and her other boob comes out
0: and he still has his hand uh, I don't know not a not an important point, but well I mean what this hell? was this was the 1980s the only time we you know the internet wasn't available that's right This was the only time you could see boobs and murders and Kevin Bacon's butt Kevin Bacon's butt all in like one place you know man if those kids knew about the internet and porn these <laughs> days God man I feel like that's kind of one of the reasons too why you don't see as much nudity in movies anymore because it's like well that was that was a draw you know that was was the only time you could you could see that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. especially for like you know a a kid or like a teenager during those times when these were you know those movies are kind of aimed at yeah i was like oh my god a nipple yeah oh my goodness
1: (laughs) and it was kind of like you know it, it gets kind of about teenage age or you know Around your age at the time, if you're a teenager going to the movies and Mm -hmm. it's like,
0: oh, that could be me touching that lady's nipple or whatever. That could be me getting murdered, too. Yes. So this is also the scene where they find or they show you Ned's body. Oh, so messed up. Yeah. Do they
1: they never find Ned's body, do they? In that scene, or at least not in that scene. They just fully have sex. Yes. Hang out, pillow talk and everything. Giggle, get
0: up. And he's just up there dead. Yep. So messed up. He, the killer like got his body there pretty fast. Cause he, yeah. right before Kevin Bacon and Marcy have their blood rain talk. That's when Ned kind of wanders up because he hears somebody making some noise or something and he disappears. And then there's the blood talk, the blood right. rain talk. And then they go off to the cabin to get away from the rain. And the killer has somehow gotten Ned's body into the cabin before them on top of that bed. Good for you.
1: Yeah, good for you. <laughs> um, definitely, there were a few moments of once the killer was revealed. Mm-hmm. How, how did you y- do you the know things what, let, that you did? I,
0: we've given a spoiler warning. We can just say it.
1: Um. Well, there's the the... I don't know his name. The guy who gets killed with arrows on the back of the bathroom door.
0: Oh, that's going to be Bill. I believe Bill. It is,
1: yes. he's fully off the ground. Yep. Pierced uh, uh, onto pierced onto a door. Yep. She would have had to like. OK, oh. are we supposed to believe that either she shot him with the bow and arrow with so much force that his with body so much force that up. she pinned him to the door? Mm hmm. And then also just continued to fire arrows. So, through his body or what I was thinking, uh-huh. she lit and I didn't know it was a little lady at this time, but she lifts his body up and then drives arrows through his body into the door as like a is like a taunt. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought it was. But also. I don't know how
0: she would do that. I'm standing by the theory where she's just so powerful that the arrows lifted him off of his legs, off of his feet. Onto I think the, you're right into the door. Did you notice that he had three arrows in him? I believe it was three arrows. There was one through like his eye. Yeah, and I think one through his one through his neck or maybe his neck was slit uh, as well. Right. But he definitely had one straight to the dick. Ooh, didn't catch that. Yeah, I thought I saw it at first and I I paused the movie and I rewound it cuz so I was like, "Oh no, sir. No, it must just be his leg, not straight through the dick." She
1: definitely seemed to have the killer. Mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh like a vendetta against sexuality as well as just these teenagers. Mm-hmm. It was like you ki- you're kissing you dirty sluts. And mm-hmm. then she would go kill them. It was always the people who were canoodling mm-hmm. that got killed for, you know, at first at first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's a prude is what I'm saying. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. She lighting up going back to Kevin Bacon. Uh, you know, the awkward, Hand cupping. Mm hmm. So Marcy gets up. She leaves to go use the bathroom. Kevin Bacon's hanging out by himself. Blood drips on his face. Mm. That's when he's like, what? And then just gets stabbed straight through the neck. No, no. He gets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Straight through the chest. I think. No, it's the neck. It's the neck. It's the neck. Yeah. That was my first jump scare. Really? In the movie. Nice. Yeah. It was the and it wasn't even the stabbing. It was the hand. Mm hmm. Cause her hand whips out from under the bed across yeah. his mouth. And then he gets stabbed through the heart with a, or through the neck with a, with an arrow.
0: Yeah. Or, what, uh, and it just it like drills arrow. through. Yeah. That was brutal. Yeah. That was so messed up. There was some bubbling that happened that mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to, because uh, I believe it was Tom Savini was blowing air to kind of make the blood come out. Oh. And that created kind of bubbles in it. That was unintentional, but I think it looked really cool. Ew. Like a, like a, yeah. a gross kind of cool addition. It
1: definitely worked. Yeah. And it was that that was the point I realized, like, oh, this is going to be... Up until that point, it was like, okay, it kind of can't be fun, horror. And then it was like, oh, this is going to be more
0: messed up than I thought. Mm-hmm. Once Kevin Bacon goes, what's that? That's going to be the third kill, I believe it is. Not including the two at the very beginning. Because, let's see, who's already down? We have Annie down. We have Ned down. Mm-hmm. We have kevin bacon down that's right yeah then we're gonna go to marcy who's you know in the bathroom doesn't realize kevin bacon has been murdered and well we learned that she's very handy she fixes that pipe you know because the water isn't working when she tries to turn it on that's right yeah so good for you marcy yeah yeah hey, I'll, I'll call you next time i need a, a pipe fix <laughs> hey. uh, actually i guess i guess i want you dead yeah so, sorry marcy don't want that so I like the scene. I thought it was pretty tense. She hears like sounds coming from the showers and she starts kind of opening up the shower curtains. And mm-hmm. There's nobody there. And I think she opens like two or three and she relaxes. Suddenly she turns around. Boom. Well, axe to the face. We have our fourth kill.
1: Yeah. Axe to the face. Also, again, wh- I wasn't expecting this level of practical effects. I, I wasn't expecting to see a person's face with an axe coming out of it. Yeah. Because it's so early on. I thought it was going to be a little more like. Subtle for some reason. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Also, did you notice um, her doing her little like monologue in front of the mirror? I had subtitles on. I had no idea what was happening. So I read subtitles (laughs) and she was doing uh, a Catherine Hepburn. Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. Or Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, that's see. That's why I was confused. Okay, cool. That makes way more sense.
0: Yeah, I just thought that that was kind of weird. Oh, yeah, it was. It was weird. Catherine Hepburn was like a star from the 50s, right? I think so. No. Yeah.
1: I saw it as Audrey Hepburn and I was so confused. <laughs> I just saw Hepburn and I was like, well, that's a horrible impression. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That probably makes more sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then axe to the face. Which again, I thought the effects looked great. Oh yeah. It looked good. It looked really good. And I kind of forgot how good it looked. Mm-hmm. So I haven't put this movie on in a, in a hot minute. It's, it's been a little while. So that's why I thought it'd be a good idea to, you know, good reason for you to watch it. Yeah. Good reason for me to watch it.
1: it was, I think that's the level of gore that I like. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it's 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 realistic and well done artistically, but it's not so real. Mm-hmm. It's like movie real in a fun way instead of, you know, House of Wax, someone clipping someone's Achilles heel. Yeah. Or whatever.
0: And that, uh, yeah. Like all things considered, this is fairly tame. Totally. gore. Yeah. But again, for the time was just.
2: Whoa.
0: Yeah. And it is, I mean, it's gory, but again, yeah, in like a 1980s way. Mm -hmm. So right after this, I think we got to be at least like halfway through the movie now. Mm -hmm. That's four counselors down. Uh, We cut to Brenda. She ends up leaving the game of Strip Monopoly. She goes back to her cabin and she starts hearing a little girl crying. Help me. Help me. Help. Get over here. (laughs) And then it's Scorpion from the Mortal Kombat movies. Get over here. Yep. And this movie got a took a weird turn. Yeah. The crossover. Yeah. So she it's it's pouring right out. She goes and follows this voice. Now that seems like a bad idea to me.
1: Oh, yeah. Also, that didn't make sense to me until just now. Because I was thinking clearly this is the killer. Mm-hmm. But how? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, because it's a lady. It's so obvious. It's I mean, it's. But at the time, I was thinking, how is this dude making this little girl's voice? And how creepy is that?
0: Because I'm assuming you were still thinking it was kind of like Steve. Right? I thought it was
1: Steve. Yeah. I was like, how is Steve? Steve is really good at impressions. <laughs> but I should have cued in at that point, probably that it wasn't Steve or, you know. Kevin Bacon, because he's Kevin dead Bacon. Now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Brenda wanders off to the archery range where she, I guess, she hears the voice. Mm-hmm. The lights get turned off. And, or the lights get turned on and then that's kind of it for her. I believe she, there, she screams and then we cut to Allison bill. Mm-hmm. So I believe that that's going to be another off screen death. Cause Ned's wasn't shown. And then Brenda. Yeah. She, her kill was off screen, but she does show up a little later on. That's what I was going to. Yeah. I, she does come back. She does. She makes a feature. <laughs> well, Going to that real fast. That was actually a jump scare that that got me. I forgot oh, yeah. about that. Uh, towards the end of the movie, she gets thrown through a window and it. I forgot about it. Surprised the shit out of me.
1: See, in that scene, it shows uh, what's her face? The final mm-hmm. girl. And it frames her in the window next door. Mm-hmm. And it's very and it, and it lingers there, which, again, I keep thinking I'm like smarter somehow. Like, oh, I see what they're doing here. But they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Like guys, something's about to happen. I thought a f- I thought a fist was going to come through, and then a whole ass body comes breaking, smashing through the glass. That that surprised me also. That was insane. That gave
0: me a jump and a laugh. That I jumped. I was like, oh. yeah, I, I laughed. <laughs> uh, good, good for you, Friday the Thirteenth. You got me, yeah, even though I've yeah. seen it. You still got me. Yeah. Well, I guess around this part, like all of this kind of happens around the same time. You know, Brenda. Uh, she she screams. We don't know what happened to her. Bill wanders off to go see or to try and find her. He disappears. And then that's when Alice goes looking for him. And that's when she finds Bill's body hanging up by all the arrows. Again. How? How? Yeah. (laughs) Real strong lady. That's right. Then we go back to the scene that we both really liked where she's panicking like she is scared Mm -hmm. she's screaming she's running she's barricading the door tying a rope around it she thinks she's safe she wanders off into the kitchen here we go brenda's body through a window so good yeah
1: and just so what a weird thing to do also as a killer it wasn't even like she was using the body to break you know to get in through the window it was just a fully like gotcha it was mm-hmm. like a little tease it wasn't even about it's like I'm enjoying this you know like full again so strong mm-hmm. she she kills what's his dude and either lifts him and f- bolts him to a door or uses a bone and arrow and launches him off his feet into a door and then lifts a woman her dead body just dead weight and just chucks her through a window my god she must have some kind of superhuman. You know, lake strength,
0: lake, lake strength. I like that. Yeah. Okay. well, let's, of course, not forget about Steve. Oh, right. We go to Steve. He's sitting at a diner. He's eating. He. Eats as one does. (laughs) Right. At a diner. (laughs) Yep. Pays. He gets in his Jeep Mm -hmm. and he drives off. He's heading back to the camp. His car ends up breaking down and he has to call for help. And one of the cops shows up who, again, didn't say any racist terms. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. The cop shows up, starts to give him a ride. The cop gets called away because of a crash that happened, and he drops Steve off and Steve has to walk back to the camp. Steve is walking back, and we come to a POV shot. Someone is approaching Steve. And what I liked was when the camera was approaching him, he said, let's see... He said, oh, hey, what are you doing in this mess? Like he recognized this person.
1: Yeah, you can see it in his
0: eyes. Too, yeah. Like, oh, he knows this person. Yeah, like He had his hand up because there was a light being shown at him. And he, he, he eased up. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. And then this is when Steve gets it, too.
1: That was a great for me, especially. That was a turning point mm-hmm. because one. Well, clearly not Steve. That was one I knew for sure. <laughs> that uh steve wasn't the killer yeah two he knew the killer and so it was like i thought it was gonna be a camper yeah but somehow he knows the killer so that was like a huge revelation mm-hmm. that he wasn't the killer and also he knew
0: who, who it was and now we're just down to the one last counselor alice that's right so the body gets thrown through the window and alice runs out and a jeep shows up Mm. This is the big reveal. Who is it? It's not Steve. It's not Steve. It's not one of the other counselors. It's a character. We've not been introduced up until this point. It Mrs. Mrs.
1: Ver- Verhees. <laughs> is that right?
0: Mrs. Vorhees. Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah. Just like I just said. Yep. Mrs. Voorhees. The, the classic character that we all know and love. First of all, uh, she's wearing like a sweater in the middle of summer yeah that thing has got to be hot that's how you know she's crazy yeah well, that should have been the first clue mm-hmm. so Alice runs up to her and she's like oh no they're all dead we got to get out of here and Mrs. Voorhees is just playing it cool she's like oh, nah yeah I'm sure it's fine it's fine we'll go check it out together so they go inside so, and well just really quick yeah please. such a red flag yeah if someone's
1: sobbing and panicking and saying everyone's dead everyone's dead we need to get out of here and she's playing it so so cool Mm -hmm. you just need to take her jeep Mm -hmm. just leave her
0: she deserves it at that point but or maybe she's just the coolest coolest cat around right she's got some sunglasses in her pocket she's cool puts them on and she's like i don't panic under pressure panic pressure's under me
1: yeah she's like i've i've killed so many killers So and not that, even
0: worried about it. I should have. I should have piqued Alice's interest right there. Yeah, I've killed before. <laughs> so Mrs. Voorhees wanders in. She sees Brenda's body, and this is when we get a lot of backstory.
1: Yeah, a lot of backstory and a lot of uh, it's where the just a just the weird vibes start. Just more and more weird vibes for sure from oh, her. Just they just growing. grow off.
0: Ugh. So this is when we learn that uh, two counselors were making love when a boy drowned. She was the cook at the time. And we find out that this boy was her son, Jason. Eh? Also, I
1: totally forgot that Jason was, you know, Friday the 13th. It's Jason. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I forgot about that. So I heard Voorhees and that's when I realized. And then. Yeah, Jason, her son.
0: That's cool. Yeah. So did you not know that she was the killer in this movie? Like at all?
1: Wow. Yeah. Not until as soon as as soon as she showed up in
0: Steve's Jeep, I knew. Cool. Well, that's always a fun kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. been, what, 40 years? Yeah, and never got spoiled. (laughs) So, you know, we find out Jason was her son And this is what prompted her to go on a murdering spree Mm -hmm. the next year and kill some other counselors who we saw at the beginning of the movie. Right. I liked that she started having like flashbacks of Jason drowning. Like it was looking from her perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. And she was just standing from the shore watching him. Hey. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's I never thought about that. So she was mad at the counselors for letting her son drown. But are we supposed to believe that (laughs) this flashback of her watching her son drown? Mm -hmm. She was like helpless somehow in this situation. She's like, but I'm, (laughs) I'm just a cook.
0: (laughs) I can't do anything. And then he just drowns. Or is it like, I'm, I'm imagining her just, she's a murderer in general. Right. And she's just looking for an excuse. Oh yeah. she enjoyed it. She's like, Oh, no, my son's drowning. Oh, now I have to go on a big old murder spree.
1: (laughs) She's like, something
0: about him drowning feels good. Feels right. I like this part. Am I investing in my future right now? (laughs) And then it begins. Yeah. So that's when the whole Mrs. Voorhees starts chasing Alice around Um Alice runs out of the cabin, and this is when, again, we see Mrs. Voorhees' spectacular show of strength, mm-hmm. because there's, like, Steve's body, like, falls kind of from a tree. He's dangling. She somehow got the body she up somehow there. got a dead
1: body up into a tree.
0: Very impressive. Yeah, and again, that goes back to all the other bodies, propped mm-hmm. up, thrown through windows. There is the scene where she starts talking to herself. Mommy! That was so creepy. Don't let her get away. Mommy, mommy.
1: That was the creepiest thing.
0: Don't let her live.
1: That I I think in the whole movie it was like, well done. Just creep factor Mm -hmm. like nine right there. So off-putting.
0: So yeah, this kind of the end of this movie is pretty much them just running around. There's a scene where Mrs. Voorhees just slaps the shit out of Alice.
1: Oh, God, that
0: was so <laughs> funny. That was so funny.
2: Yeah.
1: I think I have in my notes um, something about her just getting backhanded super hard.
0: <laughs> like, I loved that part. Mrs. Voorhees just kind of, yeah, kicks the shit out of Alice. And then Alice does get a few good hits in, too.
1: But not as good
0: as. As that slap. As yeah. 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 <laughs> There's, uh, again, more running around. Alice runs back into like the main house and is hiding in the pantry. Mrs. Voorhees' corners are in there. There's the scene where she kind of cuts a little hole in the door that Alice is hiding behind, and she kind of puts her face through a little bit.
1: Oh, man. That's something I wanted to mention was that scene Mm -hmm. because she's hiding in the pantry. Mm -hmm. And again, pantry. Somehow I knew that it was going to be a creepy scene. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. And... It was so good how they did the thing where uh, she was in there and you hear her leave. Mm -hmm. And so she relaxes in the pantry thinking that the killer left and looks away from the door. And it's framed so well with the doorknob just right above her head. And it just slowly starts turning again. Oh, man, that scared me. That was creepy.
0: And then, yeah, she starts busting through. Did you feel like a level of relaxation for a second yourself, too? You're like, okay, I think she's okay for right now.
1: For a second? Uh-huh. And I thought, well, she's got to be, I thought she was going to open, like, come out of the pantry and she would still be there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize they were going to do, like, a full, like, uh, Jurassic Park moment, you yeah. know, with the rattling doorknob.
0: Mrs. Voorhees, more like Mrs. Velociraptor. <laughs> oh! hated that. <laughs> <laughs> so, finally, we get to the last showdown on the beach. Mrs. Voorhees is chasing Alice. Or no, 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 Alice, like... Knocks out Mrs. Voorhees. Mm-hmm. She hits her head. There's some blood on the ground. Alice thinks she's fine. Alice wanders out to the beach. She kneels down and she's like, Phew, this has been a day, huh? Whew, this
1: is one yeah, of the books. That was weird to me. Yeah. She just kind of is like, uh, Ooh, glad that's over with. And yeah. just kind of sits next to a canoe. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's gathering her thoughts. I don't know. But it seemed a little
0: bit like this isn't the time. Well, to she, just kind of like hang she's had a big day she, she watched her friends like her get eyes, murdered you know? she saw a little bit of blood which obviously means mrs voorhees is ooh, she's good we don't gotta worry about her yeah she's fine i yeah. hit her once with the thing so <laughs> i mean at a certain <laughs> point safe. she got hit by in the head with a frying pan too yeah she got
1: frying pan to the face and which i i i forgot she also got just a hefty is it a kick or a punch to the vagina
0: oh it was a kick
1: Oh, a it vagina kick. It was a kick. swift
0: kick. Yeah, that I about so that.
1: That was so mean. That was right after the backhand. So right after it was the slaps, just, yeah. It was justly, it was, it was deserved.
0: Also, if you're being chased by someone who's trying to kill you, I feel like, you know, a, a groin shot is acceptable in any situation. Totally. Any yeah.
1: petty maneuver you can get at that, you know, point.
0: Definitely. So Alice is looking, or the camera is showing Alice sitting there by the canoe, mm-hmm. and suddenly we see the reflection come up behind her. It's, lo and behold, of Mrs. Course. Voorhees with a machete. That's right. Mm-hmm. With her minor head wound. Yep. Clearly, she's fine. Mm-hmm. With a machete. Yep. She comes up and takes a swing at Alice. Alice locks it with, a, with an oar, which breaks in half. There's more just kind of grappling- The machete gets knocked out of Mrs. Voorhees hands. Alice gets a hold of it and we get what I like to call the big finish. Totally not expecting that. Yeah.
1: Each each new level of gore was a surprise to me. I kept thinking, oh, so so this is where we're at. It's someone's getting stabbed. Okay, it's going to show the stabbing. That's kind of like this kind of movie. Mm -hmm. No, at no point did I think someone was going to get their. You know, I don't I don't want to ruin this moment for you. I don't know. if.
0: Oh, we're in the spoiler
1: uh, spoiler uh, zone. I did not think someone's going to get their head fully just cut off. Just f- just just yeah. pops right that off her body. Flew. Oh, shit. Slow motion. That's how you know this is the kill shot. No fucking way. She just cut her fucking head off. She cut her head off, dude. Yeah, that was, I mean, almost comical. Yeah.
0: Was, it was a little bit. Yeah. Especially like, you know, nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. But at the time. Great moment. Yeah, it was grad, And there was a point where you saw her hands just kind of like kept
1: grabbing yeah, too. hands
0: just ca- kind of came into frame. Yeah. Just the fingers were kind of curling up and releasing. Yeah, it was... I did like a little bit of blood shootout too. Uh, maybe. Maybe. And then the body just falls to the it ground. It really
1: showed like the spine and like the goo. The goo yeah. The
0: guts. Was... So uh, this movie was actually edited down for... It was, I think it was originally an X rating or very close to it. And so a lot of the gore and the kill shots that we've seen have been edited down by just like a few seconds so they could get that R rating. So there is a version huh. where I think it just kind of focuses more on her body, kind of in slow motion, wiggling around,
1: just I like as it falls
0: to the ground. I
1: feel like maybe the movie didn't lose much no. by losing a little bit of slow motion, headless uh, wiggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're okay. I wouldn't be surprised about the slow motion, too, because they did. I noticed there was a few key moments of of like slow motion, um, you know, like uh, uh, moments Mm -hmm. of slow motion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. So look, she did it. Alice made it. She survived. She has won the day. And as every person who survives being murdered does, she gets in a canoe And just goes out into the middle of the water.
1: I honestly fully on her. I I was like, good job. Mm -hmm. That's what you should have done (laughs) when you got to the fucking canoe the first time. Yeah. You don't sit next to it with your back to the killer's (laughs) body. You get in the canoe and you go out on the water. Mm -hmm. So I don't fault her for that. Oh, no. I I agree completely.
0: Like, you're safe there. You can see anything coming at right. you. You're good. Nothing's going to get you.
1: Yeah. Voorhees isn't like he- headless. Mrs. Voorhees isn't going to swim out after you.
0: I mean, maybe she could. She if could she try can, and walk. But she's lifted bodies off the ground clearly true. multiple times. Maybe, maybe she she's just, just like. Just leap. Yeah. She leaps or she just, you know, swims out with like a firm, you know, fff, just doggy paddle. Yeah. <laughs> I a firm I doggy paddle. I couldn't think of any other swim. That would. Positions. I feel like that
1: would be her move.
0: You <laughs> yeah. Know? So I'm coming for you. Yeah, help me. I'm, I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, I'll get her, Jason. Oh, yeah. You kill her. <laughs> I'm, I'm swimming fast, Jason. <laughs> and as imagining Alice with an
1: or just like bopping on her the head. like <laughs> get get out of here, just holding her head yeah. her, or not her head, her neck, I yeah. guess the top of her neck and just slowly pushing her down like, into the water. Drown and then
0: bubbles. Yeah. So the police show up and everyone is safe. You know, she's again, she just has to go back into shore. Yeah, it's daytime, Mm -hmm. which is
1: clear. It's always the like, everything's okay now is the daytime.
0: Also, that music crescendo was Mm -hmm. that was intense.
1: See, I thought. When she went into the water, I thought, good move, but also Jason's going to get you. Really? At that point, I remembered Jason existed and I remembered something about him like being in a lake. Mm -hmm. Well, he drowned there, but I also remember something about him like living or something about the curse of him being under the water Uh and then it transitioned to daytime and i thought oh i guess not maybe i'm thinking of something else like oh man that's i'm glad she's safe
0: Mm -hmm. foolish you're a dummy foolish can't believe you thought that then what happens a frog boy jumps out of the water and grabs her.
1: gotta say favorite part of the whole movie yeah favorite scene was a creepy lake boy just <laughs> just tackling Alice mm-hmm. so, so good did I you jumped. see that coming you didn't no because uh, I, I if it would have happened at night totally would have seen it coming mm-hmm. but something about the, the
0: well, like fake you were out, saying yeah just the whole oh, so the music crescendo the police are there that it's daytime nothing bad happens in the daytime
1: yeah and I thought you know this is an older movie they're not trying to like buck trends or like anything like out out of the ordinary necessarily like all oh, the kids got killed she killed mrs Voorhees, and then it ends and people are happy and then lake boy comes out mm-hmm. like supernatural <laughs> i'm still alive rotting flesh boy yep my head is bulbous
0: because it's filled with water yeah it
1: just changed brains. the whole movie yep because it just goes from like crazy lady killing teenagers to to you know i'm i'm alive in the lake and then he just murders her well you know as a uh, as far
0: as I thought mm-hmm. until she's right. And then she wakes up after the frog, after Lake boy attacks. I like right. that Lake boy.
1: <laughs> and I thought, and I thought it was a dream, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming they intended. And then they, then, then they say they found her in the lake. Mm-hmm. So that was real. Cause I mean, Jason, I'm assuming shows up later, uh, if, you know, with the mask and all that. Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so she wakes up and she asks, you know, what happened to the boy who attacked me? Ma'am, we didn't find any boy. Then he's still there. Did <gasps> that happen?
1: Yes. I guess it's up for interpretation,
0: but I totally did. Mm-hmm. Frog boy's alive. Lake boy. Lake boy. He lives in the lake. Yep. He'll get your boat. Don't go in the boat, because he'll, he'll get, he'll get you. <laughs> Well, uh, with that, that wraps up the end of the movie. So let me ask you, Jeff, what are your final thoughts on the movie right now? Um,
1: <clears throat> I got to say. I knew right away I liked the vibe of it. I liked how classic it felt because I realized I'd never seen. um, Like a classic camp, the camp, like the trope, the camper campsite killer Mm -hmm. thing and i knew of it and i was always a fan of that that kind of vibe and that imagery of the campers and i even like worked on a game where we made it it was campers and they got attacked and stuff just because i thought it was so fun Mm -hmm. but i'd never seen a movie with the actual an actual horror movie with with camp campers um so that was cool i would say it didn't feel like there's a couple of jump scares and it was really fun. I don't know how scared I was. Through yeah. Most of it. But I will say I was watching it alone
0: mm-hmm. at night. Perfect time to watch it.
1: And there was a couple times where like I kind of, I just had this instinct of like, hey, uh, maybe just check. Real, just look over your shoulder really quick to see what's going on. Because I was sitting with my back to my open window. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those times I looked over and I saw the reflection of the fucking tv Mm -hmm. with the killer Mm -hmm. and that was terrifying so
0: was it mrs Voorhees? yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
1: just like her doing her crazy face and it looked like someone was standing on my patio Mm -hmm. so i knew (laughs) i was like this isn't scary but apparently it was Mm -hmm. so i'd say it was scary kind of mainly it was just kind of like fun to see the origins of of modern like horror movies and watch i would i would i would recommend this movie to people who aren't too into like really scary, really gory movies. I feel like it's a good classic kind of fun one to watch with your friends. And, you know, it's not it's not so bad. It's
0: like like we were saying earlier, it has it doesn't have a lot of gore, especially compared to movies these days. Mm -hmm. And it's fairly quick. And I, I agree. I think somebody who is interested in horror movies, I think this would be a good one to kind of suggest Again, for the tropes you said, just Mm -hmm. because of the cultural impact that it has had on slasher movies, horror movies, and the legacy that it's left. That is, you know, it's still going to this day. Right. You know, we're still talking about it. There has been numerous video games, uh, comics, uh, movies, you know, sequels. Yeah. People still
1: reference. Oh, all the time. You know, things from this
0: movie or just concepts from this movie. So this one set a good bar, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you have any personal like favorite moments or favorite kills or anything?
1: Definitely. My favorite moment again was, was Jason in the end
2: mm-hmm.
1: was Lake boy. Yeah. I mean, how could I, it just sets it sets itself apart from yeah. the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's just a whole different experience. It's like, it's like if you're watching a crime drama and then aliens showed up, but in the best way where <laughs> it didn't feel random, it was just like, Oh, now this movie is this new thing. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Um, other than that, I got to say. Uh, favorite scenes or kills. Uh, Kevin Bacon, I mean, that that's on. that's up there. That's on the list for sure. That's that was scary. That my that was probably my biggest jump was the hand.
0: That was cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say those two. I would say my favorite scene was the one where Brenda's body gets thrown through that window. That was good because I, again, I forgot that that had happened. Mm-hmm. I had the little jump and little laugh, and it's like, oh, that was that was great. Uh, best kill, in my opinion, was definitely axe to the face. Oh, okay. Like that one again, just the, the the effects, the practical effects on that looked mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, and it was yeah, pretty, it was good. Pretty gross,
1: and that, and uh, and it, it felt classic.
0: Yeah. Just a good old axe of the face. Mm-hmm. So with that. Out of 13, Mrs. Voorhees sweaters, how many sweaters would you give this movie?
1: Ooh, out of 13, mm-hmm. I would give it. Ten.
0: Ooh, really? OK, nice. Yeah, good. It definitely deserves that. I would give this movie. Probably nine sweaters out of 13. Nice. This is definitely not one of my like top favorite ones. Like it's for sure up there. This movie actually used to be a lot lower on my list. Hmm. Mostly because I had seen the other Friday, the 13th movies before this one. And I didn't know. Well, I I had heard that Jason wasn't in it, but now I've gone back. Here's a fun fact for everybody. This is going to date this podcast pretty, pretty good, but, We had a pretty terrible year in 2020. Uh, A pandemic happened and everyone was locked in their houses. But it helped me kind of develop a love for finding horror movies on, on VHS. And Friday the 13th ended up being one of the series that I was collecting or I started collecting. And I got some of the some of my favorites, one through six. And I put on the first one and I had a new appreciation for it. I really liked a lot of the kills, the effects. And like we said, just the origin of Jason, where he comes from the slasher vibe.
1: Yeah. I think that's part of it. It's it's almost, I, I rank it so high because it's because of its historical value. Almost like it's really fun. Definitely. It's definitely different though, in tone than some other ones that I've seen. Like, um, the campiness of it is toned down. This one feels more like a, like a psycho or something. It's mm-hmm. kind of a that vein and less like a, uh, a big buff guy w- with a mask
0: terrorizing children. You know what I mean? It's kind of a, it's like a, its own creature. And it does have a bit more of a serious kind of vibe. Right. So like some of the later Friday the 13th movies for sure get a bit more goofy. Like number six has some moments where they, it's more comedic and, and, tone yeah which I usually prefer yeah yeah Yeah. so hey maybe we'll have to get you on for for the sixth one yeah
2: thank you yeah
0: so with that I think that's gonna wrap up this uh, this very first episode of Hurwitz's whore house
1: that's not right yeah Um, also one more thing (laughs) yeah please. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I something as soon as I saw the campers Mm -hmm. I thought Great Halloween costume. Yeah. I'm sure it's been done a million times. Yeah. But Camp Crystal Lake campers. Yeah. With the little yellow shirts, with the logo and the little white belts. Yeah. Oh, so good.
0: Oh, it's And you could do, great. like,
1: knives in yourself, and it would
0: be a great group costume. Definitely. And if you want to get your grandma involved, just, like, you know, have her wear a sweater. Yeah. Yeah. And just be creepy. And, <laughs> you know, lift bodies. I mean, ones. that's a great, you know, group Halloween costume. I always I always appreciate a good group Halloween costume. Oh, me too. Yeah. All right, well, uh, thank you so much for joining me today, Jeff. This yeah. has been very interesting, again, for seeing another person's thoughts who isn't the biggest horror movie fan. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you, you've enjoyed this, and I'm glad you sat down and gave it a watch.
1: Yeah, I'm coming around, you know, to some of it.
0: Well, I know we talked about this off-air a little bit, but I think uh, I would love to have you back for Friday the 13th Part 2, Oh, yeah. Now, I know I said I'm going to have, I will be having more guests, but, you know, I think since you've seen the second, you have got to see this, or excuse me, since you've seen the first, you have got to see the second. And here's a spoiler for you. Jason does show up.
1: So I also have a spoiler for you. Uh-oh. Um, you had all these cool guests planned. Uh-huh. I kill. I killed all of them. Oh. Yeah. I just, I took, I just saw the movie and I was like, you know what? This looks fun. Aw. Uh-huh.
0: And I just murdered all your guests. So you brought them all to a camp and you put them in similar mm-hmm. situations. Yeah, you'll find them all. I mean, you could <laughs> still you could still have them on your show. Uh huh. Yeah. They just won't say too much. Maybe. Or it'll be you standing behind it'll be like them. like Lake Boy. Yeah. <laughs> they'll show up and they'll have their, you know. Wait, it'll be you, a good time. Do you think we could actually get Lake Boy on this <gasps> podcast? Hey, maybe. Maybe. Never say keep, never. Keep listening and, you know, you'll find out. Maybe like boy episode eight special guest baby <laughs> all right well uh again thank you for joining us uh catch us next time for friday the 13th part two jeff where can people find you on social media
1: oh oh that was probably really loud <laughs> oh uh you can find me on instagram uh art of jefferson or you can go to jeffersonmiller.com Or you can go to... um, Your Twitter
0: is also Art of Jefferson, Twitter,
1: yeah. Twitter is also Art of Jefferson.
0: That's pretty much it. Uh, I highly recommend checking out all of his work. He does really cool drawings. He was doing a live stream for a little bit. Uh, He has a store where you can purchase a lot of his prints. They're all very kind of comic book and pop culture related type things. He has done a really cool X-Files one. He's done a great Phantom and uh, the movie The Phantom and he's done we're, we're part of a DD and d group and he drew all of our characters and they all look fantastic but yes Art of Jefferson Miller I highly recommend it well that's gonna do it thank you so much again for joining us Jeff and catch us next Ooh. time on Hurwitz's House of Horror
2: Ooh. Ooh.